And now, and now, and now, now. item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Item. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It's my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time. And today, we'll wrap up this exercise in self-indulgence and bring my 30-year radio story up to the present day. 30 Years in Radio Part 4, the finale. The complex and home again. Item 119. If you're still here, I commend you. To repeat, this somewhat masturbatory experiment has been an attempt for me to see how well I remember how 30 years in radio played out for me and where, and was inspired way back in August when everybody I knew in radio, past and present, was sharing their history on National Radio Day and telling about all of their call letters and all of their jobs that they used to have, and it took me a while to remember all of them. So here we are. Today is Halloween 2018, the 30th anniversary of my being hired by Hit 100 FM, my first real commercial radio job. So happy anniversary to me. We last left off in August of 2001, which, believe it or not, is when I joined the Federated Media Radio Stations here at Planet Radio more than 17 years ago. What you might not know is how weird and scattered my time here has been, so I'm going to attempt to break that down for you now. Planet Radio is a story in three parts for me, and it began with... Radio station number 13, B100, WBYT-FM, South Bend, Indiana. Yep, started off here as a country DJ. I joined the company as the night jock on the country station, and because I'd used the name for so long in South Bend on U93, I decided to dust off Kevin Murphy. I was doing that show when I met my wife, the beloved Kim, and she thought my name was Kevin when we first started talking. She was actually confused the first time I forgot and signed an email with the name Tommy. After about a year or so, they asked me to take over the production department, and I did that for a couple of years, only doing on-air stuff here and there on... Radio station number 14, Mix 106 WUBU. I didn't have a regular show there, though, so it only sort of counts. But Dave Dinkolo and I were the regular voices of a couple of years' worth of on-location broadcasts for the clients of the station. I didn't do any real substantial on-air work again other than commercials until... Radio station number 15, Froggy 102.7, WLEG, Elkhart, Goshen, Indiana. I voice-tracked the night show. I was Kevin Murphy again, and now on my fifth Top 40 station. The program director, a complete jackass named Mark McGill, who I love like a brother and didn't ask permission to use his name here, offered me the morning show after a while. I would have done that show live, but I turned it down. I was living in South Bend at the time. I was no longer having to commute from Stevensville, Michigan every damn day. And honestly, I didn't want to have to drive to Elkhart every day to go to work. I was tired of long-ass 45-minute commutes because up until that point, I'd been doing them for three years. In a bit of irony, by the way, of course, the PD who offered me that morning show is now my morning show partner on a different radio station. Radio station number 16 happened when I added voice tracks for the night show on 95.3 WAOR to my list of duties. And that ended when they added the Nights with Alice Cooper show to the station, which I dearly loved and still do. Until then, I had been on the air from 7 to midnight on both Froggy and AOR every night at the same time. Kevin Murphy on one station, 
Tommy Lee on the other. I stopped tracking the night show on Froggy 2 a short time later because I was stepping out of the production chair to do middays and then afternoons on... Radio station number 17, Magic 95.7 WLRX. A guy who was really well known in South Bend Radio joined the company to launch a radio station that was designed to... Hell, I don't know. Designed to pretty much crash and burn. Ideally, I think we were supposed to attack Sunny 101 and or U93 simultaneously with a signal that you couldn't hear for shit in South Bend. The dam tower was in Napanee on the other side of a big-ass hill that blocks the signal. It was a fun station, and it was doomed. We had a great staff, but the station died. It turned into a hip-hop station while I was doing the creative director job, sitting next to the fabulous woman who had replaced me as production director when I made the jump over to Magic. She was a hell of a lot better at being the production director than I ever was. By the way, I always thought that it was kind of funny that the two Magic stations I've worked at both ended in a .7 and had such similar call letters, WIRX and WLRX. Thankfully, we didn't use WLRX in our on-air identifying, otherwise it would have been confusing on the air, too. Radio is just weird. Anyway, Magic 95.7 imploded. Duh. Right about that time... Radio station number 16, version 2.0. I went full-time live on WAOR when a local legend took a long family-related sabbatical. I had a blast doing his show in the midday, and when he came back on the air, our afternoon guy, the former friend who must not be named, was advanced to the morning chair. So they gave me his afternoon drive gig, and I was happy as a fat kid in a bakery. Now, when the former friend who must not be named was no longer a member of the team, and that's all I have to say about that, The PD, who was a guy that I still love and miss working with, and he's still in the company, offered me the WAOR morning show. But I was enjoying my role as the creative director by this point, tracking nights on Froggy again, and I said no. I did agree to fill in, though, while they searched for a new host. The more I worked with Craig Williams on that morning show, though, the more I realized that we had a really good rhythm on the air. We liked working together. We sounded pretty good, too. It just worked. So I called the PD and accepted the job a few weeks later, if it was still on the table. And it was. Tommy and the Bartender was born. We hated that name. Especially Craig. The reasons why aren't mine to share, but suffice it to say that we grew to love the name and it became a brand that we could rally around. And Craig and I had a lot of fun. On the rare occasions that we see each other now, we still have a lot of fun. Doing mornings on AOR would have been difficult without him, and I sincerely doubt that I would have been much good at it without him. We made each other better, and we did that every morning. The time spent doing that show was the happiest that I've been in my entire radio career. Lightning in a bottle. I deeply enjoy doing the morning show that I have now, but there was something about waking up to sprinkle Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin into people's mornings on WAOR. It was a great station. So naturally, it had to die. Classic rock radio has had a tough decade. Most of the stations that defined the format across the country have all suffered the same fate. They get voice tracked, they get jukeboxed, or they're not on the air at all. And when the change came for WAOR, it was to move the signal from 95.3 to, wait for it, the aforementioned shitty 95.7 signal. That signal was better now, but it was still inferior to what WAOR's fan base was used to, 
and completely unreachable by the fans who had been with the station from the beginning up in Niles, Michigan. The other change was replacing Craig and I with the Bob and Tom show. Craig was kept on to become part of the new Michigan's news channel that was taking over on 95.3, and I was just out on my ass again, downsized. I stuck around for a week to help launch the news talk station that was responsible for my departure, and then I was looking for work again. And guess what? Radio station number two, version 3.0. WIRX again. Here come that train. Yep. There was a new regime there in 2010, and they welcomed me with part-time and fill-in work and open arms. I worked there on the weekends for a year while I looked for full-time work in one of the worst economies in recent memory. You probably remember 2010. I couldn't get a job delivering pizzas or stocking frickin' shelves at the grocery store in 2010. That's how tight everything was. Although, I gotta say that the search was almost very brief. I was being heavily courted by another local radio station, being offered complete creative control of the station, the morning show, pretty much everything I could dream of. And then the last hour, they withdrew the offer. I started applying for every radio job that looked halfway decent anywhere in the country and tried to live on unemployment and the table scraps, which I was thankful for, over at WIRX. WIRX also had a couple of full-time jobs that opened up and were filled while I was looking. I tried desperately to get those jobs, and I was ignored because they hired younger, cheaper people to do them, and I therefore got the hint. I wasn't really welcome anymore. Finally, on the cusp of descending into a whole new level of depression and new financial ruin, came the job offer that I'd been desperate for at... Uh... Really? Yeah. Federated Media brought me back in to run the production department again. And it didn't go very well this time. The company decided to swap my job with that of a guy on WAOR. He took over production and... Radio station number 16, version 3.0. 95.7 WAOR. I got the midday show. I think it's 2011 at this point. This part of my career, believe it or not, gets a little fuzzy, to be honest. And it wasn't actually that long ago. (laughs) How sad is that? I can remember the call letters for KKLI, which I did maybe four or five shows on, but I have trouble with everything that happened in this current decade. Anyway, that might be because it's been a little chaotic. I did a year on WAOR's new signal, trying hard to not say 95.3 and usually succeeding. I also voiced stories on Michiana's news channel, helping out in their newsroom. I was happy to be working again, glad to be back in the building with my friends, thankful to have the chance to do WAOR again after the production department's let's say failure and leave it at that and it happened again i came in one morning and sat at my desk working up the script for that day's a year in your ear show feature and while i was sitting there the door across from me was open and i could hear music classic rock music it wasn't waor's programming though because bob and tom were on the air at that hour and they didn't play music because it got in the way of bob's fake laughter Then the music had imaging in between the songs that said WAOR on it. What I was hearing was the practice run of the automation for a new WAOR. Right about this time, Craig, who still worked downstairs on Michiana's news channel, came out of the PD's office and didn't say anything to me, which was unusual. 
The PD then appeared and asked me to pop in and informed me that WAOR was going off the air, this time off the dial completely, and moving over to the Internet so they could launch a sports station called The Fan on 95.7. There was no job for me again. I was unemployed again and went back to WIRX again for a fourth time only because they were understaffed and needed someone to do fill-in work, so they let me back in the door. I did that briefly until I finally landed another full-time job at... the WSBT stations in South Bend. I became the production director on the radio side. The first thing I noticed was that the inside of the building is kind of laid out like a prison complex. If you've ever been to that facility on Douglas, maybe it struck you that way too. The people, though, aren't like that at all. They were great. I loved working with Jack and Bruce and Tori and Shelly and all the rest. I got to work with Marco again. We'd met at uh, U93 back in the day, and he spent a little time with us at WAOR and 95.7 before he went across the street to work for the SBT stations. It was fun, especially hanging out with Tori. Tori's awesome. Anyway, my gig also included voice tracking the night show on... Radio station number 18, Real Country 99.9 WHFB, which I hated doing. <laughs> but what was worse was filling in now and then as the producer for the morning show, which was, yep, Bob and Tom, the guys who had replaced me at WAOR. At first it pissed me off to do it, but after a while I let it go. I was working. I was carving another path, as it were, and the job was different, but it was still great, and I was working. Here's the weird part, by the way. For years, when I first arrived at WIRX in the early 90s, the local competition was WHFB 99.9. It had moved and become a South Bend station years earlier. That was when we launched the coast. Eventually, though, I did make my way back to FedMed in 2013. Radio station number 19, 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I spent about a year doing the afternoon news on the news talk station, and then in 2014, in May, they put me on in the morning on radio station number 20, Truth Radio 1340 WTRCAM Elkhart. I was hosting a live morning news program, an idea that was terrifying, if I'm honest. However, my program director made it easy and said, think of it as a music show with information instead of Aerosmith, or something along those lines. It was the advice I needed to be comfortable hosting a talk show. The show was a lot of fun, and I had the opportunity to really get to know Elkhart County. I probably wasn't very good at it, but I learned a lot, and I enjoyed the work. And it came with the chance to work with and at the Elkhart Truth newspaper. I spent nearly a year under the tutelage of some amazing people working alongside some incredible reporters, learning how a newspaper works and how radio can work in concert with it. I also learned how to be writerly more goodlier, and even had my first bylines, and only bylines. I do not consider myself a journalist, but I was a participant in some excellent journalism. Truth Radio was a really neat idea, a fun experiment, but soon enough, I was back on MNC as the news anchor of Mark McGill's morning show, Michiana's Morning News, which would be... Radio station number 19, version 2.0, 95.3 MNC. Why? Well, because their morning news person left and they had an opening. <laughs> and here I was. And that's where I am today, as my 30th anniversary in radio smiles a jack-o'-lantern grin on this Halloween. End of story. 
or rather unless you know something I don't, to be continued. That's it. That's the sometimes ugly TMI-laden history of my entire radio career, inspired by all the people from radio who celebrated National Radio Day back in August by telling us their entire history with their call letters. And yes, it just took me a while to figure all of mine out. If you've made it this far, by the way, thank you. This has been The Item Podcast, written and produced by me, Tommy Lee. It comes out every now and then, whether it needs to or not, here at Audio Boom, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Two Cans with a String, I don't know, wherever free podcasts aren't sold. Item has no regular schedule, so if you want to hear it, subscribe to it. As usual, and especially these last four times, thank you for listening. The Item is part of the Opt-In On Demand family of podcasts. And assuming that I still work here after all of this laundry has been aired, I will talk to you again soon. If I don't, well, we'll know why. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.